Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get firsthand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Hey there, Java Junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or ten minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini-episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career double-shot K-Cup with my guest, Michael Roderick. I know from personal experience that, and as we have already chatted, the fails, those times you haven't succeeded, can often lead to the most profound opportunities for personal growth, professional growth. Has there been a time in your professional life, Michael, when you struggled, maybe even failed at something? And if so, the important point here is less the fail and more the how you persevered. Yeah. And if there was a lesson that you learned in the process. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There, there's so many. Right. And I think that like you sort of go back, you think about which, you know, which is the big one. And I will talk about the one that basically taught me the biggest, uh, what I consider the biggest lesson and one of the most important lessons I've, I've really ever learned in my life. So... A number of years after I had left teaching, I was sort of doing more of the consulting, one-on-one sort of coaching work type stuff. And I had a gig that was supposed to happen. And it was the only gig that I had booked because I was told that it was going to be a very, very time-consuming experience. That basically it was going to be a, a pretty hefty price tag for this massive amount of work. So I turned down anything else that had come in. And I basically just blocked out the time. And it was the only money that was supposed to come in that month. And it was right around the time of the financial crisis, which uh, you might remember. And I remember going to sign this contract and getting there and them telling me, I can't sign this contract because my money is gone. And I remember having to come home to my girlfriend, then wife now, and saying, I am screwed. We do not have this money. We do not have sort of any way to sort of make this, you know, make this work. And I was reflecting on all of that. And I had this realization that I had been spending all of this time giving 
and helping others and supporting others. And I was reticent to ever ask for what I needed. I was always, I call it the giver's fix, where when we give and we help, we get this emotional rush as a result. We get this, you know, chemical feel of goodness. And there is no chemical reaction associated with asking. So what tends to happen is just like an addict, we just keep giving and sort of getting high on that giving experience, right? So I had this moment where I wrote an email to probably close to 100 people that I had met. And I called it self-assessment was the title of the email. And I broke down in that email how I had been spending all of this time doing for sort of everybody else. I told about the story that had happened and how basically I've never asked. And, and I told everybody in that email how much trouble I was in. And I was like, I cannot pay my rent. And I'm not sure what to do. And what I said in that email was... I'm not asking any of you to do anything. But if anybody has ideas, if anybody has advice, if anybody want, you know, just wants to give a kind word, whatever you have, I'll take it right now. And I remember sending that email and basically being like, wow, everybody's going to think I am such a loser. And I'm like laying on my couch thinking, oh man, this is going to be brutal. All these, all these things that go into your head when you do that. And all of a sudden, my phone just starts buzzing away. And I'm getting emails from people saying like, let's grab coffee and let's talk about this. Or, you know, what are you trying to do? Maybe I can help you, you know, think through this. Oh, I've got a friend I want to introduce you to. And it just like kept sort of flowing. And then I got a call from a friend who was also in the theater world. And she reached out and she basically said, I saw your email and I wanted to call you. I've got another friend who needs a reading done. And he has plenty of money to make sure that that reading happens. Whatever it is that you need, just tell him that's your price. And I can guarantee you based on his career, he'll pay it. Like just, I'm going to introduce you to him. And I just want you to sell whatever package you need to sell to make that money. So she introduces me to this guy. I get on the phone with him. I tell him the amount. And he doesn't even blink. And I have my rent. And the thing I learned you know, from that is that it is so, so important to make sure that the people within your network know what is going on with you. The worst thing that you can do is suffer in silence. That vulnerability creates connection when you allow people in, when you let them know what's going on, it completely changes everything. And now I am very, very conscious in my life of what is the balance between the amount of giving that I do and the amount of asking that I do, letting people know what it is that, that I need so that I don't end up in that place again where things are not you know, working. What a powerful story, Michael. I actually was getting choked up as I listened to you because I can totally imagine how oh, gut-wrenching it must have been for you to have gotten the sucker punch from this client that you were expecting to sign a big contract with and then feeling so scared mm. that you weren't going to be able to pay your bills and then dropping the veil and putting yourself in a situation that was a very unfamiliar one. You were not the ask 
giver. You were mm-hmm. the giver. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's a powerful example of how giving and being the giver and the one who's trying to help and not take can come back to you in spades if and when you need it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the coaching tab at time, the number four, coffee.org or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. Thank you.